<laughs> well, hello, everybody. You uh, look different, Pug. What's going on here? Dude, I finally got my new setup. Everything is good. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, probably a bad time to be testing all this for the first time, I, huh? Dude, I just got it set up, okay? I got back from leave two hours ago. Full system setup. Set up the PC for the first time. This is... We're, we're good. We had to build the desk, too. I got Navy Memphis on over here. It's in front of me now. I've got monitor over here. I've got the monitor in front of me. A light on the camera. This is this is a good day. Just for me I to can't. take just for me to go TUI for the next month. It does sound like you're in a fucking tunnel, but we'll make it work for the oh that hold day. on. Doug I, Doug got back from a uh, a work trip and said he was going to take a nap, but I think his nap never happened, and I think he's sleeping right now. So it's just going to be the two of us today. <clears throat> As I finish up tweeting a few things out and getting us all set up and ready to go here today. This is why we need more people to help out if you're interested. Hit us up. How we do, got links scrolling across the bottom. Messages somewhere. How do I sound now? Significantly better. Yeah, so we what I was doing, it, games. it was pulling the audio off my camera. That's not what I wanted to I'm, do. I wanted to. I'm sure it was. So We're good. We're good. So we're, uh, we're going to pick a bunch of games this week, just like last week. There's a bunch of ranked games. There's more rivalries, if you can believe that. And uh, we're going to get straight on into it. No no point in wasting time. Week three is already underway, as Tug mentioned, while Memphis and Navy is going on. So is Bethune-Cookman at Miami, the U that is. Uh, and that one's looking like it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. So we probably won't talk about that one as, at all. And I, as I wonder expected. if Force Warbot is even going to pick it up. Navy, on the other hand, is holding with Memphis pretty well because Memphis can't stop the run. They kind of fucking suck on offense sometimes. So we'll see Honestly, how it goes. Huge, huge play for Memphis at the end of the half, though, to get the game tied going into halftime. I didn't see the beginning of the game. Who gets the ball after half? I have no idea. I wasn't oh, watching good. the beginning of the game either. Cool. So, for everyone's viewing pleasure, we're going to go over the rules one more time. I already mentioned we're picking every top 25 matchup. That will include any top 25 FBS versus FCS. And, you know, prop. So those FBS teams are actually scheduling a good FCS school as opposed to a shitter like, I don't know, Bethune-Cookman. Uh, we're also <laughs> going to pick every rivalry matchup. And uh, there's more of those every single week, which is crazy to me. You know, they make we make such a big deal about rivalry week, but we got rivalries going on all season long. We're, we're pulling course, out some old ones, too. Yeah. And, of course, we each have three games that we pick FPS FCS and then a wild card I actually kind of forgot the FCS rule this week uh and Doug had to had to reel me back in I had one picked I was like oh yeah that one that's the game I want and then I just went on and picked three more games and never mentioned the FCS one so it was a good time <laughs> uh the bonus point issue the bonus point issue so I got a bone Tug, to pick with you guys Tug was arguing that uh Texas A&M, and who'd they play? The U. Texas A&M at Miami. He's saying that that was a good game. Doug and I disagreed and said it was a bad game on the show, but Doug wasn't here to defend his position. The poll that we put out was, was Cal versus Auburn a good game? Uh, because it was a close score, but it was very, very much a, a terrible game. Look, I think I even voted no on that game because – so, so for me, just because it's a close game doesn't mean it's a good game. That game was a bunch of both teams trying to lose and beating themselves. That doesn't make it a good game. 
Now the U in AM was actually a much closer game than from what like I was watching the whole thing. It was a much closer game than the score led on to be. When you're talking a few big picks are the difference in the game. Uh actually I think Miami got a pick six near the end to put it away. And then they put one more on top just as a, a fuck you to Texas AM. Like that that was actually a good hard fought game between both teams. They both had their moments. I don't think both teams put in a full 60 but they each had a f- at least 45 good minutes of football between the two. Like both teams put up a good 45 minutes each. They had maybe one quarter that was bad. I think it was a good game. I will stand by that. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure I voted no on the Auburn Cal being a good game on the Twitter. I forget specifically. So the, the, the crush of our argument was based on the fact that Texas A&M is horribly, horribly, horribly underperforming everything that they are and should be this season. So I'm trying to keep that out of it. When I look at a game, I'm looking for entertainment. And that's that's part of the sh- subjectivity. Like Just because the team's not playing as good as they are does not mean the game was not entertaining. It was not a good game, fun game to watch. Right? That's why we all picked the U's. We actually expected Texas A&M to underperform. We didn't trust Jimbo. I think that was the crux of all of our arguments. And and sure enough, that's that's what happened. And at the beginning of the game, it looked like Texas A&M had them. It took Miami about half a quarter to wake up and realize there's a football game going on. Um, but even after that, it was, like I said, it was still a hard-fought game on both ends. So I don't know what the official ruling is here. Uh, obviously, with Doug not being here, I don't feel comfortable making a call uh, but who knows? Who knows? It's kind of up in limbo. You're at least sitting at a zero. We'll see if you get that yeah. uh, that negative one. Uh, probably later in the week, we'll have we'll have an answer by the review show. Uh, yeah, and like it says, good game is subjective. That's why we went to a poll with Auburn versus Cal. It was a close game. We didn't think it was a good game, but without you here to defend it or say one or the other, that was the game that we decided would go to the poll. So. The poll says no, so that is for sure a bad game. I don't really feel like rehashing uh, in Miami on a poll, yeah. so uh, we'll we'll have a discussion. Check out our Discord; the link's scrolling across the bottom. Let me let me see if I can drop one here in the chat too, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. we'll go from there. You know, we'll make, uh, make sure you set that invite to never expire in the chat. Why? Because the chat uh, log's going to be here forever. I don't know. I was just thinking about it's it. It's only yeah, for I people guess... that are alive. All right. I'm I, I'm for it. I'm for it. All right. So let's move on into our games. There's not as many as last week, but there are still some good ones. Before we do that, though, as you can see, we don't have that negative one in there for you yet, Tug. And you're sitting at 39 and 14. Meanwhile, I'm in second place at 37 and 19. And Doug, even with his bonus point, is only at 34 and 19. I'm very confused why he's three games behind us without the without a bonus point or with only one bonus point. I feel like his math's wrong. I'm going to call him out on that later. Yeah, it might be. So we're going to start off with our ranked matchups here. AP stats perform, of course, for the FBS, and then our FCS being the stats perform. AP. P for the FBS. I said the same. I said them both at once. I did not mean that. Let's move on. Weaver State playing at Utah. Yeah, come on. I mean, this is this is what we're talking about here. This one's pretty clean cut and dry. We all went with Utah. There's a lot of chance for skunking and memory uh, this week. I do have to say. So, 
So I will say this too, like looking at this, uh, even this matchup, what I'm starting to pay attention for, for Utah is they seem to be missing something without Cam rising coming back. I don't know if he's playing this week, but that offense is not quite clicking the way it should. Hence why they almost lost to Baylor last week. Um, it, it's definitely something to watch. I still think they have this hands down. Uh, if there is a game for Cam rising to miss, this would be it. This would also be a great game for him to come back and get his legs under him before he goes into a full conference slate. 100% agree. This is, uh, you know, Weber State could come up and shock a team, uh, but the way the Pac-12 has performed this year as a, as a conference, I don't know that it's going to happen in this one. Next up, we have North Carolina Central, NC Central, playing UCLA. And while NC Central has been fantastic at the FCS level, I don't know that they're going to match up well with UCLA. I will caveat this with saying of all of our uh, ranked versus ranked FBS versus FCS matchups that we've had to this point, I think this might be the one where we see an upset. So, of course, we all picked UCLA. <laughs> uh, look, UCLA's, like you said, they're coming out of the Pac-12. Pac-12's hot this year. They're playing really well. I don't see them slowing it down against NC Central, but I also agree that if there was a team to do it, it would be NC Central. 100%. And then last but not least, not only is this a ranked matchup, this is a a named rivalry matchup. Southern Illinois heading over to Cape Girardeau to take on number 13 SEMO. That's number 15 SIU. Last year, the Red Hawks won the game late, and SIU's got to be looking for revenge to take the wheel back, uh, go home with it from Cape Girardeau here. Doug is taking SEMO, which I think is a fair uh, a fair pick here. SEMO, you know, that game, <clears throat> it's an early in the season rivalry because it is a non-conference game, and it did definitely catapult SEMO to a much better season than I think a lot of people expected. SIU, on the other hand, struggled all year last year to close out opponents, and it really started in, in this game. This could be the game that really turns – this season around for either team and both teams have been performing well already. Look, so, and that's where I'm making my decision here. There's a reason I'm going with SIU and it's, I've liked what I've seen from them thus far. They put games away. They put them away early. Uh, they're not letting these teams hang around. SIU looks like they have fixed a lot of the issues they had last year in terms of closing games out. I expect that to continue. I, I don't see them thrown this one late. They still could. I just I don't see it happening, and I feel like this is going to be the, like you said, the the stepping stone, the launching pad, whatever you will, for SIU to have a fantastic season. Absolutely, and I think Simo will have a fantastic year no matter what. I think they're going to probably win the OVC if I had to make a guess here. SIU really needs to have a good momentum win, you know, pick up some steam coming out of this game because. I think the Missouri Valley is going to be a lot better than we kind of give it credit for. We always say that it's this great conference that they always, you know, they're always producing a team at the top. I think it's a lot better top to bottom than we're giving it credit for. Uh, in particularly this year, it's a good transition for us to end on that one because even though it's a ranked matchup, it's a rivalry game. We got a bunch more rivalry games coming at you both at the FBS and FCS level. Let's hop straight into them. We'll start off with an old school uh, conference matchup, Virginia at Maryland. Friday course, night lights. I like yeah. it. Of course, conference realignment has ruined this. 
Tug, you are the uh, the difference maker here. We're not getting a clean sweep of Maryland. You're taking Virginia here. Well, Doug and I take Maryland. What are your thoughts? So, one, it's a rivalry game. Uh, there is still bad blood. They might not have played each other in a while, but there's still bad blood between these two teams, between these two schools. That makes the game a toss-up. I have not been impressed, honestly, by either team, which makes it more of a toss-up for me. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the underdog on the road, and I'm going to take Virginia in this one uh, to kind of take this home. I do understand going with the home team, but hey, I like I said, Maryland has not looked great this year. Not I'm as going Virginia. With, <laughs> yeah, Virginia's looked worse. Uh, Maryland always performs better at the beginning of the year, and they're at home. I think Doug probably would say something similar, and he'd probably throw some Big Ten bias in there as well. I don't know. <laughs> He's not here to stop me. Moving right along, we got Indiana State at Ball State, the Blue Key Victory Bell. We are all going Ball State. Tug, what are your thoughts behind this one? Look, this is a low-end FBS versus a middle-tier FCS matchup. Yeah, it's it's a rivalry game. It can go either way. I'm still gonna take. I'm gonna favor the FBS. This is primed for an upset. We're all picking Ball State, so we're probably gonna see the skunk next week. I just, ah, this is the one that I'm not gonna go away from the home team on. Indiana State's just not very good, so that one was pretty easy. You know, another team that's not very good, Eastern Illinois. They're hosting Illinois State in the Mid America Classic at 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Plus. By the way, Virginia's playing. Virginia and Maryland are playing Friday at seven on FS1, and uh, Indiana State Ball State is going to be on ESPN Plus at two on Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Eastern Illinois here. For honestly, they have a decent lineage of quarterback uh, quarterbacks that are in the NFL, uh, from Tony Romo to Jimmy G. Uh, I can't name a single quarterback from Illinois State, but I can name the only two that have ever mattered at Eastern Illinois. So we're gonna go Eastern Illinois for fun and give them some love. Yeah, Eastern Illinois is a a bad team. Typically, always in spite of any talent they may or may not have at quarterback, it's that. always amazing to me that they produce two NFL quarterbacks and have not had a successful team that I can that comes to mind at all. Uh, and I name two quarterbacks from them. I mean, they're two pretty pretty big name quarterbacks. <clears throat> You've also got the fact that of all the state schools in Illinois, Charleston is by far the worst college town. So yeah, that absolutely did play into my pick. Uh, we're going with <laughs> Illinois State. Moving right along, though, we got some more rivalry matchups. The Hampton, real HU. Yep, Hampton <laughs> at Howard. You can catch this one at three thirty Eastern on ESPN Plus. And it looks like we're uh, we're all going Howard. Here. Oh, the meme is on. We're taking the home team here. Howard is a better overall team. Yeah, I'm not going away from the home team, especially when they're significantly better. No reason to belabor this point. Let's move straight along here to Tulane at Southern Miss, the battle for the bell. You can catch it at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. Again, uh, this one should be pretty obvious, and I think Tulane's actually, what, number 21? We don't have that in the slide here. I think they went unranked this week after losing to Ole Miss last week. That's ridiculous. Uh, you, we can say it's ridiculous, but I think that's the truth. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. I hate I hate the AP. Anyway, Tulane is by far the better team. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Southern, Miss is, 
you know, Southern Miss is Southern Miss. I wish them the best of luck. It's not going to be fun for them. <laughs> hey, it's a rivalry rivalry game. It could be a close game. We'll see. I, I highly, highly doubt it. This is a. This is going to be a real clash of styles too. Tulane has a lot of power uh, when they're playing out there, and Southern Miss. They try and play that power game too, but it it just hasn't worked in the past three years. I don't see it working this year either. We have another ranked FBS, FCS opponent here. New Hampshire will be hosting Dartmouth in the Granite Bowl, and uh, that game you can catch on Flow Sports at 6 p.m. Eastern. We're all taking New Hampshire because why not have a whole page of skunks and memes? Uh, so there's actually a couple of real good reasons to take New Hampshire here. Other than the fact that they're just better. Uh, this is week one for the Ivy leagues, which means Dartmouth hasn't played a game yet. Uh, so they're going to go through all of those week one, uh, mental mistakes that you see almost, almost all the time, uh, for just about every team, New Hampshire, I believe it was Minnesota last week that they gave a run for their money. Uh, came real close to the upset there. Look, UNH, the Wildcats have had a fantastic season so far. They're building in the right way. Uh, honestly, all these New England teams that are usually kind of mediocre have been looking real good this year. So I'm excited to see uh, New Hampshire and see them make a run. 100%. Let's move right along here. No reason to belabor this point. We have, you guessed it, more rivalry matchups. <clears throat> this first one, though. This is the most dangerous one, I think. Honestly, with us all picking the same way, this is the most dangerous. South game. Carolina sucks fucking balls. Okay. Yeah, they they did two uh, two three years ago too when they beat Georgia in Georgia. There's in double overtime. Zero point zero chance they're beating Georgia this week. I don't disagree, except the fact that it's a rivalry and South Carolina for some reason always plays Georgia well. That's that's what scares me about this. I'm still picking Georgia. I'm not being dumb here. I'm just this game has a chance to be really good for no good reason. We're all picking Georgia, and you can catch this one at 3:30 Eastern on CBS. Yeah, there there's no reason to not pick Georgia, honestly. As much as you might want the Cox to win because it's funny, it's not gonna happen. Next up, it's uh what the third. Saturday in September, so Tennessee has a rivalry matchup. And this time it's Florida, number 11, heading down to Gainesville, <laughs> 7 p.m. It's the third Saturday of a month. Exactly. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, you can catch this one. I refuse to pick the Volunteers. That's really the only reason I'm picking the Gators. And I'd love to see the upset in a rivalry game. At Why home. not? Exactly. Like Tennessee has been quiet this year. I haven't really watched them too much, so this could go either way. Uh, Florida, in the few games I have watched, have not looked good. Uh, so I'm going to take I'm going to take the the more talented team. Uh, I won't even say better coached right now because that's still to be determined, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Safe bet for me is to take Tennessee, even if they are on the road. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee here. Yeah, I think Tennessee is the better team. Uh, but like I said, I'm not picking them. Next I, up, I'm not we have judging the battle you. for the bell in Ohio. It's Miami of Ohio taking on Cincinnati at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. 
The newly Power 5 Cincinnati Bearcats take the clean sweep here. This one could be dangerous, except for the fact that, hey, Miami of Ohio also sucks massive balls, as we saw in the uh, the true the Confusion Bowl a couple weeks ago. The, the other thing here, too, is Cincinnati's looked real good all season so far, and it's in Cincinnati. Uh, it's a lot to stack against Miami of Ohio. There's no reason to not pick Cincinnati here. 100%. And then, of course, we have a rivalry that's been renewed in recent years, the Backyard Brawl Pit at West Virginia. This one's taking place in West Virginia in Morgantown. Unfortunately, <clears throat> the Mountaineers suck ass. And so we're all taking Pitt. This one you can catch at 7 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Pitt's just had a better trajectory over the past couple of years than West Virginia. And it seems like West Virginia can't get out of their own fucking way. I've got bad news for you. I agree with everything you just said, but I've got bad news. I don't know if it's your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Number two just went down. From I really don't care. Okay, just hey, I've given up. I don't give a fuck about this game. All right, let's move on. Even more rivalry matchups because hey, we had a ton of ranked matchups last week, so let's have a ton. A rivalry matchups this week, or maybe it's back-to-back rivalries. I don't remember. We have Stephen F. Austin playing Northwestern State, the battle for Chief Caddo. You can catch this one at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. And Stephen F. Austin is by far and away the better team here. Yeah, there's there's no question. Stephen F. Austin's better team. I'm still going to take them in this game. Next up, we have New Mexico at New Mexico State, the Rio Grande rivalry. You can catch this one at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Mountain West Network. New Mexico has been pretty fucking awful for a while, so you're, of course, taking them. Well, hey, meanwhile, it's a, <laughs> it's a rivalry game. I knew you guys were both going to go with the Aggies here. I took the Lobos for fun. Uh, I'm expecting to lose this one, but I can also see a path for the Lobos to winning this game. Uh, the Aggies looked horrendous uh, against UMass uh, and even a couple weeks ago. I know they're coming off a bye week this week. Look, the Lobos haven't looked any better, but when you put two crappy teams together in a rivalry game, you never know what it's going to do. Flip a coin. I'm going to take the, the the underdog just for fun, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't think a Jerry Kill team is coming out and dropping this one, but that's just me. Uh, we didn't think they were going to drop against UMass. <laughs> You want to talk about a team that's definitely not going to drop a game. We got the Rocky Mountain Showdown, Uh, number 18, Colorado, at Colorado State. This one's built some massive heat over the past 24 hours uh, because the two coaches really don't like each other. Uh, So, of course, we all take Colorado, and you can catch this one late night because, of course, the Pac-12 after dark, 10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, it needs to die. That's why the Pac-12 is now the Pac-2. Look, hold on. We got to talk about this beef because – Coach Sanders didn't do anything, really. He just had some press conferences, talk about his players. And then Jay Norvell comes out of nowhere and goes, hey, when I talk to the media, I, I, talk, I take my sunglasses and hats off. It's the way my mama raised me to be a professional. And just, like, dropping the mic. Like, dude, your team is not that good. You do your not- team has not been that good for fucking years. When was like, the last time Colorado State had a good team? Uh, would have been 2014. Yeah. Probably a really smart thing to say, especially now that Colorado's fucking selling out their stadium. Like, ah, dude, that's and and it's a 
oof, not the right time to pick that fight. We'll see. Maybe he tried to get under their skin, but I can tell you that's just not the way that that Colorado team is going to work. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do there. It would have been funnier to me if he would have just made fun of the uh, replay board at Colorado's stadium because it's fucking tiny. And now they're finally selling out. They really need to get it replaced. Well, they can afford to get it replaced now that they're selling out. I know, right? I'm pretty sure Colorado State's got a bigger bigger replay board than Colorado. And their team's just fucking awful. So, so. I will say a lot of these teams in the Mountain West uh, went out and paid for massive stadium upgrades and massive video boards uh, because it was, what, four or five years ago where the Big 12, uh, before they were granted the waiver to have a conference championship with 10 teams, uh, was was uh, teasing everyone, saying they're going to bring some teams in. So all of the Mountain West teams went and got bigger and better equipment for their stadiums. So it doesn't surprise me if Colorado State's is actually bigger. But, you know, six inches varies from guy to guy. Moving right along. Hey, finally, we don't have to do rivalry matchups. There's a million of them. Pick one. I would recommend those games or our games over any other games that take place this weekend, unless your favorite team's not mentioned in any of these. Then watch that instead. I'm sure it'll be fun. Unless you're a Memphis fan, it's probably miserable. (laughs) My picks are up first. And because we love senior military academies on this podcast, I'm taking Virginia Tech at Rutgers. This one starts 3.30 Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. They absolutely do. They are as much of a senior military academy as Texas A&M. Fair enough. Doug, with his Big Ten bias, is taking Rutgers. I really, really, really do wish he was here to explain himself because I can't think of a single reason to take Rutgers here. I kind of can. Rutgers has actually looked better than I expected them to this year. Virginia Tech has not looked as good as I expected them to this year. I can see the path for both teams. I actually like the anti-meme pick here. Uh, I know he picked first, but I don't know. I'm okay, I'm okay with this. Uh, I am taking Virginia Tech. I think they are still a better team. I think they're going to win. Uh, Rutgers in non-conference games is okay at best, uh, and then just absolute garbage in Big Ten games. Yeah, Rutgers is a. Uh... Just not good. Virginia Tech obviously had the coaching change this offseason. So who knows what it's actually going to look like. But I don't think that Rutgers is that much better uh, at a base level than Virginia Tech to take this one. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Next up, I have Utah Tech, a D2 school playing at Northern Arizona. Now you're probably wondering, why am I taking a FCS team playing a D2 school. It's not for the easy pick for all of us for NAU. Okay, we're all taking NAU. And I'm going to spoil the picks if you're watching here. Just understand that I had to I saw Virginia or Utah Tech was playing and I saw this earlier in the week and it's by far the worst fight song I've ever seen. So enjoy the the Utah Tech fight song here. Like, what about this is a fight clause? And then so we don't get sued. I'm going to go back. 
Oh, that was very, very clever. Yeah. Tra Trailblazers, blazing trails is all we know. Uh, also, I do need to it's... correct you. Utah Tech is actually in the UAC in Division One FCS. Oh, they did move up. Yeah. Yep. What I was looking at said so they're D two. Maybe they moved up for football. There, that's that's by far the worst thing I've ever heard. They deserve to lose every game for the until they change that fucking song. You can catch this one at four p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Plus if you are so interested. Last but not least, in my games, we have our first pigs pick BYU going down to Fayetteville to take on Arkansas. Hard Arkansas, seven thirty Eastern on ESPN two. You want to say it with me? Yeah, let's go pigs. Woo pig suey. We are pig all suey. taking Arkansas in this one. Look, if BYU... you follow the show, hold on. If you've Wait been on. with us since the beginning, you know there's no way that when the pigs show up, we're picking against the pigs. Like we just, it will be the downfall of us to always pick the pigs. Yes, yes, and I figured what a better week to do it than against the Mormons because <laughs> why not? I don't know another BYU game we're going to pick. It's weird that they have conference games this year. Ooh, it, yeah. it ruins everything, Ooh. honestly. That's gross. All right, we don't <laughs> we don't need to watch this again. No, no, let it play all nobody the wants, way. Through. Nobody wants to watch it. <laughs> no, you can watch it at your own leisure if you want to watch it all the way through. It's bad. <laughs> Next up, we have Doug's games. He's Starting us off at 12 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. So at noon, you can catch number six, Holy Cross, taking on Yale. We're all going Holy Cross. I think the ranking has something to do with it. And kind of like you mentioned earlier, Tug, the first week for the Ivy League definitely plays into this as well. This very much has the ability to be a, a skunk pick for us because Yale is a really good football team. Uh, Yale will not be ranked going into week one because, well, it's week one for the Ivy League. Everyone's already played. Additionally, they're not really going to get ranked because they don't go anywhere. They don't play in the postseason. I'm taking Holy Cross just because they've been putting it together. They've looked real good all year, and they almost took it to Boston College last week. I can see them handling their own in uh, at Yale. Yeah, I don't see them having a problem for this one. I don't know if this was his wild card or if this was his FCS game because he's also picking Southeast Louisiana taking on Eastern Washington. They're traveling to Eastern Washington, and you can catch this one at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. I know the blood turf is probably going to hurt their eyes, but I think Southeastern Louisiana handles this one pretty easily as well. I like the way this team's coached. They've been able to maintain, even losing uh, some better players, specifically Cole Kelly at quarterback. I'm very, very excited to see what this team does in the post-Kelly era on kind of a big uh, big stage here. For me, this is more of a I'm upset with Eastern Washington pick. They have looked way worse than we expected them to this year. Uh, we were expecting some good things out of them. They're not living up to that. So I'm going to go with the team that has been performing to standard. I'm going to take Southeastern Louisiana. And uh, while you can catch this game at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+, Plus, like I already mentioned, be be ready to squint. Maybe turn your brightness down because the blue turf, in my opinion, the blue turf, the teal turf work, looks fine. It kind of looks like grass anyway. Go to blue turf grass. Isn't blue, that's a different fucking conversation. Stop it. The blue turf doesn't look bad on TV, 
but literally every other colored turf looks miserable on TV, and it hurts my fucking eyes. Yeah, it's fair. Central Arkansas, I'm looking at you in particular. Eastern Washington, though, it's it's going to be fucking brutal too. Next up, and last but not least, we have Syracuse taking on Purdue. Tug, you're taking the spoiler makers for once. I'm shocked that it's not Doug taking them, but we, Doug and I are taking <laughs> Syracuse. I think this is an anger pick for Doug because Doug took them when we both took Fresno State with this being a home game for Purdue. Look, Purdue still doesn't have a secondary. I'm not backing off of that issue. I just don't think Syracuse is got that good of a quarterback, um, that good of wide receivers. I do think Purdue can pull this one out. Uh, they were upset at home. I don't think they let that happen again. Uh, in this type of situation. And we go from there. Oh my God. Navy just threw the ball. Big yeah. They have position. a, they have a passing touchdown already too. Uh, Syracuse at Purdue is going to be live at seven thirty Eastern on NBC. So this one's going to get a lot of eyeballs to it. I'm interested that this is a game NBC would want to would pick. I don't know if they had second, second pick this week or what, but this is, this is probably not a game I would have picked more power to them though. Next up, we have, have your games, Tug. I'll let you take it away here. I already spoiled our picks for the first one, but uh, yeah, you know, so, it's, it's Youngstown State. Yeah, so Robert Morris really hasn't looked great all year, but we were expecting some good things from them. I'm looking to see if they get back on track here. Meanwhile, Youngstown State, I believe out of the Ohio Valley, uh, yeah, cool, has been looked – no, MV, MVFC? Either way, another – Another one of these great Missouri Valley teams that we keep talking about. Uh, they actually looked pretty decent against Ohio State last weekend. Um, I'm expecting them to continue that momentum. I'm sticking with Youngstown State there, but I'm looking for Robert Morris to actually take a step forward and get their season closer to back on track uh, by, by keeping this game close. I heard you say Valley and just – brain dump the rest of it yeah they're in the missouri valley they've been in the missouri valley for a long time and they've been pretty quiet and pretty dormant for a long time they're that usually one of those middle along. of the road missouri valley teams yeah the defense has come a long way and their offense has looked very very good at least against it did against valparaiso this is going to be a test for them but they have performed exceptionally well uh, I think this is going to be the first real look at how Youngstown State is going to do throughout the year, even if Robert Morris is underperforming a little bit here. Uh, this one's going to be entertaining. I'm more, I'm honestly more interested in what they're going to do next week, but that's neither here nor there. You can catch this at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Next up, Doug. All right, I've got FIU at UConn. This is really is a basement battle. Uh, we're not expecting a lot from either of these teams, but it's going to be so ugly. Uh, that I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, and really, UConn has been taking steps forward. I'm looking for them to take this one still handedly. Uh, FIU still looks like the bottom of the FBS, and I really don't see that changing that much. Uh, but I do expect this to be a hard-fought close game and an enter entertaining one at that. Doug sitting me with UConn. That's probably the safe pick here. Ben, what are you seeing with FIU? Uh, that I don't want UConn to, to fucking meme us. They've been playing a lot better. The team has improved significantly. They had all this talk about going down to SCS, and I don't know if that's still the case or not. But they've really turned things around, and all of a sudden, maybe they're not half bad of a team. At the same time, I refuse to be memed by UConn. So I'm just taking FIU here. 
legitimately just because I don't want UConn to have that satisfaction of making us look like idiots. Uh, this game's at 3.30 Eastern on CBS Sportsnet, so it's going to be real easy for everybody to watch, too. Because, you Absolutely. know, CBS Sportsnet's the, the best the best way to watch a football game ever. Everybody has access to it, I promise. <laughs> Your third and final game, Tug. I've got Minnesota traveling to North Carolina to take on the Tar Heels here. Number 20 North Carolina, that is. Look, this game, I don't know what to think of it. Minnesota has been kind of mediocre all year. And then North Carolina has been either really hot or really cold. App State almost took them, uh, took them down last week. Uh, I believe it was forty to thirty-four in overtime for UConn to seal that victory. <clears throat> um, look, I this game could go either way. It depends what UConn team or uh, not UConn, what North Carolina team is showing up. I don't know. I'm going to go with a team that is consistently mediocre, and I'm going to take Minnesota here. Yeah, I saw all that. I was very confused. Uh, North Carolina is far and away the better team coming into this one. So while I Minnesota, agree, Minnesota struggled with Nebraska at home. So again, while I agree with what you're saying, North Carolina also just struggled with App State at home. Yeah, and this, Mac for, Brown came out and said, "We're done scheduling App State. I'm never doing that again." <laughs> App State's one of those. App State's just one of those teams, and like it, it sounds dumb, it sounds like a joke, but that I uh, no, that's I, just legitimately the, the fact of the matter here. I, I get you, but with the team that now I don't quite know what defense is going to show up. That looked like the issue we had with UNC in Week One when we were picking them against South Carolina. Uh, was what defense do they have? I now don't yeah, and know I don't... what defense they have. And it's those question marks make it tough for me. Like I said, Minnesota is mediocre, but they're consistently they put the same product on the field every week. I don't know what I'm getting out of UNC. Yeah, and I don't know how much playing Minnesota in a week three matchup moves the needle for North Carolina. So maybe maybe they do come out a little sluggish. Maybe they do make some mistakes here. But it's I'm awesome. still riding with the Tar Heels here. And so is Doug. Let me – oh, yeah, absolutely. Hold on. Give me one sec here. This also has the makings of a trap game. They have Pitt on the road next week too. So we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. You know me. I like my upset picks. <laughs> They've done well for me this so This one's 3.30 Eastern. This one's 3.30 Eastern on ESPN. But wait, there's more. We, of course, have to talk about some draft prospects. This is really Doug's expertise, but I'm going to do the best that I can here. And we'll start off with the Western Kentucky quarterback, Austin Reed. He's had some big shoes to fill uh, after Bailey Zappi left a couple years ago. He actually started his collegiate career at West Florida, skipping 2020 for COVID, coming back in 2021. He put together a nice career at West Florida having 78 total touchdowns between 2019 and 2021 to only 19 interceptions over 7,000 yards uh, a pretty pretty nice completion percentage looks like it's a little over 50 probably probably 65 percent and then he seemed to really pick up where he left off last year a little again probably about 60 65 percent on the completion percentage almost getting that 5,000-yard mark and going 40-11, and 11, matching his 2019 total with West Florida, proving 
that moving around and moving up a division has had no effect on his game. He's 6-0 and touchdowns and interception with 589 yards and 56 to 83 completions this two attempts this season. The Hilltoppers have looked very good in Conference USA, which is pretty standard at this point. They're about the only team that can perform well consistently in that conference. I'm curious to see what kind of hype this guy's actually going to get because let me see who they take on this week. It's Ohio it seems State. Like yeah, so I, there, there's an additional. Like they always. It seems like Western Kentucky players always get overlooked. Bailey Zappi had a great career there. Ohio State. This is going to be a big test for him, obviously. That's and I know Tug really, yep. or Doug picked him to look at one because it's going to be a test for him. But two, he is, by all accounts, a good, very, very good quarterback at the lower levels of college football. Let's see how he does against a power five opponent. And I know he's looking to see for that test for uh, Ohio state and their defense. It's a very air raid heavy offense. Uh, has been for off- years. Has been. Yeah, absolutely. And Austin Reed has a chance to really make a name this week and put himself on the national stage against Ohio state, who Doug is also looking at to see how his secondary adjusts. Uh, Cause that's going to give him a feel for how Ohio state plays in conference play this year. Absolutely. And this pick makes so much more sense now. <laughs> uh, he's a senior, so we'll see. He's He'll still have the – I don't know if, he, if he'll have a COVID year eligibility. This might be his COVID year. This is his fifth year of college. He will get Who knows a, what's going to happen. He might get a grad, grad year. He could. He could. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing looks like a chicken nugget, but sure. Uh, if you're if you're watching live or on YouTube, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. Check out our YouTube. It's uh it'll be up there. Or or you can go to the Fanatics Network and check it out there. You should check it out there too. Anyway, last but not least, we have a defensive back, a safety from Southern Illinois, PJ Jules out of Orlando, Florida. He's off to a pretty Pretty solid start. Ten solo tackles, four assisted, and three pass deflections. He's almost halfway to his pass deflections total from last year, where he had seven, along with two sacks and one two and a half sacks and one forced fumble, which is impressive because I only have one sack. He's a uh, he's a senior in his fifth year because of the COVID eligibility. I'm very curious to see how this one goes. Um he was second team all Missouri Valley Conference last year, and he was an honorable mention during his sophomore campaign for the all Missouri Valley Conference team as well. This is a big game for him to show up and perform in against SEMO. I really, really am curious to see what happens here. 2021, he he racked up a lot of tackles, which you don't want to see from your safety, but Memphis no, was better in 2021. Bad. It's weird. Or SIU was better in 2021. It's weird. Uh, the yeah. Memphis score just popped up. That's okay. Navy just kicked it out of bounds. Free kick out of bounds. Take it at the Jesus. 40. Yeah, no, this would be an interesting one to watch. Like you said, the only thing that, that strikes me here that I would pay attention to is he has way more pass deflections than interceptions. I usually like that to be reversed from my safeties. Uh but at least they're not catching the ball when it's coming towards him. Uh, we do expect those numbers to be a little bit less uh, because 
typically that's going to be on your corners and you're not thrown direct at the safeties. It's a bad time if you do. We have a beautiful picture of him here getting a tackle against NIU this past week. Yeah, this was this was one of his 10 solo tackles. Again, you should you should check out the the video version of the show if you're just an audio listener. Yep. We're all looking forward to another great week of college football. What game are you looking forward to the most, Doug? Oh god. Um Honestly, the game I probably am going to pay attention to the most just based on the time of it and with me traveling on Saturday, I'm going on a work trip. Uh, Probably looking forward to Colorado, Colorado State the most. Look, I have completely fallen into – I'm not going to sit here and say that Colorado is going to compete for a national championship. I don't think they're going to go to the college football playoff. I don't think anything like that. But they're a fun team to watch right now, and I'm all in on watching them play. I've enjoyed watching every single one of their games so far, and I'm looking forward to that continuing. Absolutely. I mean, how can it, how can you not enjoy watching Colorado play football right now? They are just, they're going out there, they're having fun. And yep. I mean, yeah, it does help when you have a coach as charismatic as primetime on uh, leading your team. And I look, I think all the, the traditional college football people are just losing their minds over this too. So it makes it that much better to me. Absolutely. Uh, sorry, there's a big play going on in Memphis. I get distracted. Uh, back screen, I, I could tell. Halfback screen on second and 18, converted for a first down. Um, but no, look, Coach Prime's fine. I like what he's doing. The other thing I like is when you're looking at him, he's not just coaching these kids. He's actually teaching them to be successful at the next level or their next step, whether that's the NFL or their standard civilian career. These he's he's doing a great job with those kids out there yeah one uh i've mentioned it before i worked with a with a young man that played at jackson state graduated last year he now owns his own moving company and i i'm not saying i never would have expected it from him before i really knew him as kind of a a shy honest he wasn't that he wasn't that big for a defensive end, but I knew he was a shy kid lifeguarding, and now he's got his own business after playing uh, playing for, for five years at Jackson State. Three of those under Coach Prime. That's awesome. All right, I'm going to get to it while you think of your dad joke because I know what you're going to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please check out all of our social medias. I will read them out for you. They will be linked in the description below. We have patreon.com slash Football, x.com slash Football. Facebook.com slash BT football, Instagram.com slash BT underscore football, BDT football.com, mailbox at BDT football.com, YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches. Our Discord link will be linked below. I will not read that out. Bug, do you have the Fanatic YouTube address yet? Uh, I don't. That's my bad. I should have, I probably should have done something about that, huh? That's, nope, that, that's we'll, fine. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have get it. it for you next time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll have it next time. Uh, hey, what do you call a line of people waiting to buy the new Barbie doll at the toy store? Q Ken. Barbecue. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and/or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the trenches.